And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. First of all, before we get to tonight's episode, I want to kindly thank our sponsors who have helped with their contributions to the podcast. Want to first of all thank um, Don Tolly and the group at Tolly and Associates. Want to thank Nikki Grom and Barnes Roofing, Adams Barn Grill, David Chin Showbro, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, the High Hope Bar and Grill, and please welcome our brand new sponsor and brand new part of the team, Weaver Overhead Door. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the podcast. Now here's tonight's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We have another edition of the Post-it Notes. Now, I know I said on last night's episode that we wouldn't run a Post-it Notes until about Thursday night. Well, here's the deal. I oversighted the fact that today was National Signing Day for several sports all across the country. As a matter of fact, we had a few in Northwest Missouri. So let's go ahead. We're going to talk about Signing Day here in just a minute. And at the end, towards the end of the episode, we are going to preview both the Bitten Cardinal girls and boys basketball teams as we continue our 2022-23 high school basketball preseason previews. But let's go ahead. Let's continue on with National Signing Day. We had a few here in St. Joe. What started off on the south side of St. Joseph as Benton senior Kelsey Johnson signed her letter of intent on on Tuesday, on Wednesday to play for Coach Katie Whitaker and Missouri Western Women's Basketball. Johnson is a two-time all-conference, all-city, and all-district nominee. She will join a Griffin team who is coming off their appearance in the Elite Eight a season ago. Myself and several media members had the opportunity to catch up with Johnson on her special day. What does this mean for you to make this official today to now be a part of Missouri Western? I mean, it's huge. I've always wanted to play college basketball, so I feel very proud of myself and that I've made a great decision. <laughs> what was it about Missouri Western that really attracted you to their basketball team? Well, I was very impressed with all the coaches and players, and I love the idea of being close to home. So I'm just excited I'll be able to play in front of a hometown crowd, too. I mean, I love St. Joe, and they always have a huge turnout at games. The recent momentum of this program, you know, 220 win seasons the last three years, Elite Eight this past March. Uh, how exciting is it to kind of join it at, at this moment in time? Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, you can just tell on their bench, too. Like, they have so much energy every game. So many people come out, and I think making it to the Elite Eight is going to make it even more popular and more people are going to come out. So I'm excited for it. And what do you think you bring to this Missouri Western team? I think I'll bring a lot of energy and positivity, and I think that'll help a lot. <laughs> How big of a motivation was it just to, to stay home and continue your career? Oh, it was huge. I'm close with my family and stuff, too, so I'm very excited for that. Do you know what you'll study at Western? I'm undecided right now, but I was thinking business. Not sure yet, though. <laughs> Two Final Fours the last couple of years, a mm-hmm. district title. I mean, so much good that's happened and so many pieces back this year. And, uh, you know, Jamboree next week. This thing's mm-hmm. going to fire up soon. Just how excited are you to end on a high note? Oh, yeah, I'm excited for my last year. Hopefully we can make it back to state again and excited to see what happens. Now, Johnson is not the only St. Joe native who will be donning the black and gold of Missouri Western next season, as Lafayette senior Camden Bennett also made his choice official today to play for Coach Will Martin and the Griffin men. Camden was an All-State selection last season. I had the opportunity to catch up with Camden to talk about his signing at Lafayette Boys Practice earlier on today. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast here. We are talking with Lafayette senior Camden Bennett, uh, who just signed his national letter of intent to play basketball at Missouri Western today. Um, Cam, congratulations, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And Cam, just talk about really, you know, what, what attracted you to Missouri Western? Uh, definitely the friendly coaching staff. I felt like Will Martin was someone I could just talk to whenever I had a problem. He always checked up on me from the way, like whenever he was able to contact me, he's been able to just check up on me every now and then. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a coaching staff that really liked me like that. And, you know, him just being there and just being that guy, just, it, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, do you think I'm going to ask you this? Obviously, your brother spent a few years on the team there. Did that have a little bit of a part in it? Um, a little bit. I had like a better relationship with Will Martin because of Caleb, but I feel like Caleb just pushed me to get better. Just try to be as good as him. Try to be better than him every single day, and you know, just that it was a little bit a part of it, but it was mostly just the friendly coaching staff. What do you feel like you know you bring to this? What do you feel like you bring to Missouri Western basketball? Um, I bring energy. I'm I'm trying to be a leader every single time I step on the floor. Just be the best teammate I can, and just encourage. Just try to get better every single like day. Well, now, um, but last question for you. You know, you got your senior year coming up. Obviously, you know, um, a great squad, a very, very deep squad here. Still could, has an opportunity to make a run here your senior year. Can you just talk about, you know, playing your last year as a senior? I'm really excited for it. I think we have a great group of guys this year, and I feel like we could definitely get it done. Um, last year, we lost to Richmond, obviously. Um, I feel like this year we can go even farther and potentially make a state run. Camden, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on your signing to Missouri Western, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the floor on the 17th at the Jamboree. Thank you. Congratulations to both Kelsey Johnson and Camden Bennett for their signings to become basketball players for the Griffins next season. We also have some comments from the boys coach Kevin Bristol on Bennett's signing and what he has meant to the basketball program. Okay, I've signed today's letter tip with Missouri Western. I mean, it's what he's meant to this program. It's uh, it's like I, I usually he's left this program way, way better than he's met it, and not a lot of kids can say that because I, I like to tell when people call to ask about Cam or when they were, I would just say Cam's a way better kid than he will ever be a basketball player, and that's the type of stuff that. We here at Lafayette love to have on our team and around us, but just the impact that he's he's had these past four years is unmeasurable for us. Perfect. We have another Benton Cardinal signing as Peyton Anderson made her college choice official as well. She will be joining the Northwest soccer team next season. Anderson takes 40 goals for the Cardinals last season. Peyton and I had the opportunity to discuss her decision to join Northwest earlier today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast here at Benton High School. We're signing day 2022. We are here with um, current Benton Cardinal Peyton Anderson and future Northwest Bearcat. Um, Peyton, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Cliff. Well, um, officially made the decision today. Um, the, official, the decision was official today to continue your soccer career at Northwest Missouri State. Just uh, how, are you, how are you feeling? You know, get a big stage out of your life out of your way. I'm super excited. I think it's just going to be a really great chapter of my life, and I'm excited to get started. 
Well, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, what were, what were some of the things that really led you to um, making the decision to play for Northwest? Well, I wanted to stay pretty close to home, but I also wanted to have a little bit of distance to get out on my own. So it was kind of a perfect option for me. The coaches are super nice, and I just love it up there. Well, you know, this team's joined – well, this team has made the NCAA tournament the past couple of seasons. You know, how big is that, you know, really to join really right now at this time where they got a lot of momentum right now? It feels really good, and I feel like I really can contribute, and it's just an awesome feeling to know that I'm going to be a part of something bigger than me. So, yeah. Absolutely. Everything's bigger than us. So, um, you know, and my last question to you, you know, you got your basketball season left here. I mean, and you got your soccer season coming off a really, really strong season, a season to go on the soccer field. So just talk about like ending your um, senior year on a high note. Yeah. So I'm super excited for school soccer. I really want to end on a good note. That'll lead me right into playing at Northwest. So I'm super excited. Peyton, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on signing, and um, we'll talk to you around the Jamboree. Thank you. All right. Now, the last um, signing that we are going to spotlight tonight is with Chillicothe senior Kinley Bowley. Bowley signed her letter of intent to play softball at Washburn. Bowley is a two-time All-State selection, and her Hornets are coming off their second straight, second-place finish in Class 3. Kinley was kind enough to offer her time to join me on the podcast to talk about her decision to become a Washburn Ichabod. Ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing our coverage of National Signing Day 2022 here on the Clip Notes podcast. And with me right now is current Chillicothe senior and future Washburn Ichabod, Kinley Bowley. Kinley, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, thank you for joining me for a couple of minutes here. Again, congratulations on your signing to Washburn today. Um, I first of all have to ask, you know, um, why Washburn and what attracted you? So this summer I was on a new travel team with a new coach, new girls, new organization, everything. And I, this was a big year for my recruiting process because the former year I didn't get to showcase my pitching abilities because my former, we had four pitchers on the team. I really didn't get to pitch a lot and I just played first and hit, but I knew I wanted to pitch in college. So I know I need to prove myself to some colleges. And this year I got to pitch a lot and I got some help from my former travel coach. And I went on a few visits this summer. I talked to some schools, but none of them really seemed like home until I went to one of my last visits and I was like, okay, here, I think I'm going to go here. I think this is the one. This feels like home. I was just going to wait a little bit longer and see if they offered me. I wasn't going to jump to conclusions, but I was like, I'm just going to wait it out a few weeks and see what happens. They end up, they did not end up offering me. And I was, I was devastated, honestly, because I was really set on that school because it was a beautiful campus, amazing softball program. And I was, I was so excited to go there, but obviously that didn't happen. And within our last two weeks of our travel season, we had two week-long tournaments. And I was talking to my now travel coach, my new travel coach for this coming summer. He got a hold of me and he's like, uh, Coach Holiday at Washburn wants you, or she's like, she's interested in you and she wants to get in contact with you. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm keeping my options open because I, I had a few other schools I was gonna go visit, but I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? You'd rather go on too many visits and not enough. So, I went to Washburn in early August 
And when I got there, we talked to coach a little bit, went and had lunch with her and a few of her staff members. And what I really liked about Washburn is that they respected me as a person as well as an athlete. She's really big on like a family aspect and like a family bond. Like she includes my mom and dad and things too, because she wants us to feel like we're at home. So it's just not going to be, well, she's my athlete. You guys can go do your own thing. No, she wants everyone to feel included. Everyone to feel like they're at home and just provide a great home for you. So we had to talk about that. And like I said, she respected me as just a person. And I think that's what really got me. And then after lunch, we went on a visit to all the facilities, the whole campus, the campus is beautiful. And the class, the class, the place is like a smaller, like set. And I think I also really enjoyed that because I'm from a smaller town. So it's not too big, not too small. It's a good size. And Coach Holiday offered me a good scholarship. And I was like, I'm just going to take it into consideration, keep my options open. But I was doing some thinking on the way home that exact day. And I'm like, I want to go to Washburn. So I called Coach and I committed to her. That's an awesome story. That's an awesome story. So my question, my next question to you is, um, what do you feel like you can bring to the team? So for my case, Coach Holiday wants me to hit pitch and play first. Obviously, you have to put forth the work to prove that you're worthy of one of those positions. She thinks if I make like a few more jumps on pitching, I can come in and make an impact on the pitching staff, which when I go, when I go there as a freshman next year, they have a returning All-American, which obviously – she deserves to pitch if she's an All-American. So it's going to be tough to work for my spot. But I feel if I keep putting in hard work and just keep putting my nose to the grindstone, I can I can put some innings in. And then my hitting and playing first, I just need to come out and compete, keep working and come out and compete for a spot because I want to do whatever it takes to win and I want to help my team. Yeah. You've had a very, very successful high school career, you know, coming off your um your second straight um your second straight appearance in the final four, you know, your second straight second place finish, uh, multiple All-State accolades, um, a heck of a year on the mound. Can you just um, reflect back on your time as a Chillicothe Hornet as it came to an end? So my sophomore year, um, our district championship came up short for us. And I knew we had, I had some, I did some self-reflection. I knew I had to improve. If I wanted to go to the final four, I had to improve. So that summer I worked hard on pitching and I personally feel like I made a tremendous jump from my sophomore to junior year with my pitching. My ball was moving more. I was throwing harder. And then junior year, we just had all the pieces there. We put together a really good team overall, one through nine. We had an amazing, amazing team. And my junior year, it was just, we were on a roll. And when we got to the state championship game, it was a tough one for us because Andy, that pitch for Blair Oak, she was pretty good and I felt that if if we would have done like one more thing one more one more hit one more strikeout on my end we could have had that game but everything happens for a reason and you know second in state's not bad it takes a lot of me to say that because I'm a competitor and I want to win but I'm very proud of me and my team for placing second two years in a row and then this year we knew we lost some good players and we'd have to, we have to put together the team again we have to make a new team chemistry fill in some holes and I feel like we did that and I'm very proud of the way my team came out and performed this year to get second in state again well Kenley congratulations first of all on the signing to Washburn um the huge step in your life no I bet you that's a little bit of a relief you know getting that next step in your life already set and then congratulations on your career Chillicothe you know the few games that I had the opportunity to go watch 
you were absolutely tremendous. You know, one of the best pitchers I've seen. So congratulations on everything. And um, I appreciate your support of the podcast. And um, I wish you nothing but the best of luck at Washburn. Thank you. Now, a couple of signings that I actually want to make mention of before we go on to our commercial break. Uh, Maryville Volleyball and Basketball standout Riley Veerthaler actually signed her letter of intent to play basketball at the University of Central Missouri. And then according to social media earlier today, Gracie Kelsey, the Eastern basketball standout, her decision to go play basketball at Drury is also official as well. That will do it for our coverage of National Signing Day 2022. When we when we take we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but then when we come back, we are gonna have our 2022-23 preseason basketball previews on the Benton Carter Boys and Girls Basketball teams. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our second half of this edition of the Post-it Notes as we now are going to preview the Benton Girls basketball team for the 2022-23 basketball season. Now the Cardinals girls basketball team are coming off a 25-6 record in their second straight appearance in the Final Four and third since 2016. Coach Michaels had his team in fourth place two years ago, but then they came just a little bit closer in second place last season. Despite losing five seniors, that's including Jay Fox and Lauren Burright, Coach Chris Michaels returns three starters from last season. We had the opportunity this week to catch up with, with the coach, to reflect back on last season, and looking ahead to the Cardinals of 2022-23. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, continuing with our 2022-23 high school basketball previews. We are here on the south side of St. Joseph as we preview the Benton Cardo girls, and that means we have their coach, Chris Michaels, is back with us. Coach, how are you? Hi, how are you, Cliff? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, crazy time of year. We got football. We got basketball previews. Um, coach, um, just to ask you real quick, you know, how's this um, first week, for a little bit over a week of practice been? You know, we, uh, we told the girls that we felt like there were some things that – Looking back at the last couple seasons, we we wish we could have gotten back, and unfortunately hindsight's twenty twenty. But you know we can fix those things, and so you know yes we want to we want to replicate um, the the past years, but we want to do them differently. Um, we want a different result. Obviously, there's you know there's hundreds of teams in the state, and all of them are after one goal, and that's a state championship. And so if that is our goal, um, we need to do some things different. And so we're asking them to practice a little differently. We're asking them to, to have a different mindset than we've had in the past. And I feel like we've done a very good job of, A, as coaches expecting that out of them, but more importantly, um, they've expected it out of each other. And so we're determined, and they're on a mission, and, and you can tell in practice that, that is, that's a, a big difference for us right now. And the differences is what was going to be my next question leading into last season, 26 and five, um, two years ago, fourth place in the state last year, a little bit closer to the goal, got second, not, not quite where you want to be, but what do you feel like, you know, your differences were from 2020 to 2021, as far as like the trip to Springfield and everything? Well, here's the deal for, you know, year one for us was a little, was a little awkward. Um, you know, I took over late June after basketball in the summer was really done. And so we didn't start installing things until day one of practice. And so we felt like we were behind the eight ball all year one. Um, and you know, our, I, I even told some coaches that our program might've 
have suffered a tad bit year one because we were so focused on installing and we got away from you know what I've always focused on which is fundamentals and and being um, very good at what we do and so year one we didn't start the best and obviously we finished where we wanted to be which was a final four and, and that was a surprise for most people you know, coming in year two, now you have a system and a philosophy that's installed already and you just have to do the tweaks. Um, and, you know, we, we brought on, um, you know, Coach Kastner last year to help us in some places that we felt like year one we didn't do um, the greatest at. And, you know, he came and did his job and our coaches came and continued to coach. You know, Amy Simmons comes every day and coaches her tail off and Mallory comes and, and coaches her tail off every single day. And, um, you know, year two, it got a little bit without within, without any other word, it got a little easier because we already knew offensively what we were doing year two. And then all of a sudden here comes the press and now we get better at the press every single game. Um, and so what we're expecting out of year three is to continue to tweak and perfect those things that, that we didn't feel like we did, did great. Um, obviously different girls on the floor you know, we lost some big pieces for our team over the past two years. You know, Lauren Burright, Jada Cox, Liv Walters, Mo Bailey. Those girls, you know, brought a lot to the practice room as well as bringing a lot to the field or to the um, court. Year three, we feel like we do have to be a tad bit different and play a tad bit different style. But here's the deal. Um, if anybody thinks that the press is going away, that's not happening. Um, if anybody thinks that defense isn't the key to what we do, that's not happening. Um, mindset and mentality is going to be the difference. Well, I want to talk about, you know, those are the, the losses on this team. Obviously, Jada Cox was a big loss. So was Lauren Burr, right? You know, those are two starters off the team. You know, how are you um, working, you know, the, through practices and stuff and trying to um, – who's going to be stepping up to kind of fill those voids? Well, here's the deal. We, we told them day one, um, the very first words that were told to them is here, here's the, the – 100% truth, call a spade a spade. Lauren Burray, Jada Cox, Liv Walters, Mo Bailey, Laney Hollis are not walking back into the gym. They're not coming back. And there are times last year when we watch film together that we go, here's the deal. Jada Cox saved us there. Lauren Burwright saved us there. Liv Walters saved us there. Um, and they're not coming to save us. And so we need to do what we do and do it even better. The, the girls who are on the floor all have experience. Uh, we bring some new faces. Um, that'll come along, and I'm sure that they'll be noticed before um, too long. We're gonna we're gonna be pretty deep this year, and and play a lot of girls because of the way we want to play, um, and those names will come along of who who's stepping up into those spots of the young guns. But I mean, here's the deal: Kelsey Johnson's gonna be on the floor, and Peyton Anderson's gonna be on the floor, and Andrea Simmons is gonna be on the floor, and Avery Morlock's gonna be on the floor, and Emma Lennox gonna be on the floor, and Adley Wilkerson's gonna be on the floor, and they were on the floor last year too, and so that experience is something that only four teams in the state have. Um, the four final four teams for our class are the only teams that are going to have the experience of what the final four feels like, um, what is expected of you. And, you know, over half of those girls that I just mentioned know what it feels like twice. Well, the, I want to talk about the senior class. Obviously, you know, you mentioned a couple names, um, Peyton Anderson, Kelsey Johnson. You know, those are two big pieces of the senior class. Can you just talk about what this class has meant to you? So here's the deal. Um, you know, it, it was, you know, last year coaching Jada and Lauren and those girls and Liv and those girls, we, you know, both I and Coach Kastner coached them when they were in the eighth grade. Um, at Spring Garden. Um, that's where I actually started coaching with Coach Kastner. That's where I started coaching um, girls basketball was at Spring Garden. And so we kind of felt like we knew them a little bit um, coming in. 
Um, you know, Avery Morlock, I've been here with Avery since uh, she was a freshman. I've been here with Peyton and KJ since they were since they were sophomores. And so I feel like I really, really know them. Um, they they're like daughters to me. Um, my my kids, my actual kids, they think of them as sisters. The girls think of my kids as their siblings. And so we're very, very close. I mean, we, we break down differently than we did in the past, but we've broken down to family over the last two years. And that's because we mean it. Um, this is, yes, it's a basketball team. And obviously the goal is we want to hang state championship banners. But our level of how we'll measure success will not be measured by that banner or whether it's there or not. The success comes off the court for us. Our mentality is, yes, we want to win every single game. We want to be in every single game. We want to compete, and we want to hang banners. But at the end of the day, every single girl that leaves the gym knows that they were 100% loved, that the, every decision that was made was in the best interest of them, and they feel that, and we feel that as coaches that they are receiving that message and then portraying that message to the rest of their team. This senior class is special. Um, and and I'm lucky, and us coaches are lucky to get to coach this senior class one more year. Well, I um I asked this question to Jackie, um to Jackie um Stelton at LeBlonde, and you know the success of the girls' basketball scene, not only here at Benton but just all over the city last season. I didn't really, really get the chance to talk to everybody about this, but um, can you just talk about you know not only your guys' success but just the success of the whole entire city girls' basketball scene as a whole? So so I mean here's the deal. I mean I coached at North Andrew for two years, and so I kind of um, stepped out of the city basketball life um you know i didn't ref a lot youth tournaments those those years but the the names that you hear right now the chloe burnham's at saint joe christian um you know the 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 um, shay lewis and tatum studer at at leblonde the twins at central and brie at central and and avery barber at central lauren wells at central and then honor mannings and and burr the the bird girl and and jazz at lafayette and then you add kj and peyton at benton those names have been around St. Joe girls basketball since they were in second grade. We've been watching this class. Everybody's been expecting this class to be the special one. And, you know, even the classes above them, obviously, with Jada and Lauren and, and Allie White above her. And down here in the south, we know them a little bit more than we know the rest of them. But even Sloan over there at LeBlonde, um, you know, uh, Ella Moody and Lauren Iman the year before her. Girls basketball has been becoming special and it's been on the horizon. And so what you saw last year is just such a little divot of what could happen this year. And so if you are a basketball fan and you are not just taking a peek every night at the, the box score of girls basketball in St. Joe, boy, are you missing out. And then you go and add girls like Grace Kelsey at, um, at East Buck, and then you add the Mid-Buck girls, and you add the Plattsburgh girls who had some success last year. And now you're adding Platte Valley, who's a state, you know, back, what, back to back. What has he got, 12 up there now? I mean, he's got 12 state championships up there now. <laughs> Holy cow. Tyler's just got them running up there. And then you add North Andrew, who looks like they're going to be special. And now you got Savannah that's, that's on the turnaround. I'm telling you. First off, MEC basketball is special on itself. And then when you think about just our surrounding schools, um, all the way from, all the way from, you know, just south of here, Midbuck, all the way up to Platte Valley and Maryville, you know, they're bringing Serena Sundell and now they got the Verthaler and now they got Aniston Petlin and Ava Dunkey and all these girls, Ava will be back. And there are, there's so much talent. And if you're not watching, holy cow, you're missing out on some fun. 
I agree with you on all those statements 150% there, Coach. <laughs> but um, my last questions to you are going to be towards the Jamboree. We got that coming up on the 18th of um, November. It will be here before we know it. Um, obviously, can you just talk about, you know, what this Jamboree means to the girl means to the girls? So, so um, the, the Jamboree for us... Um, mentality wise obviously obviously we go in the jamboree and we want to um quote unquote win that thing right like we don't step on the floor and go okay we don't care what happens um because we do and if you're stepping on the floor and going i don't care if we win or lose then you're probably not going to play your hardest anyway and so we expect them to go out there with the mentality that they want to take um what they what they feel like they deserve and and go win on the jamboree but what we point to them is we haven't won the jamboree the last two years and we've made it to state both those years and so with, with that being said, as important as the Jamboree is for confidence and mentality, um, it doesn't go on your record. And you're not winning state championship and final four basketball games um, November 18th. And so we, we continuously say that to our girls for two reasons. First off, although it can be a confidence builder, it can be a confidence taker also. And we don't want that. Um, confidence is, the word confidence is said in our gym probably hundreds of times a day. And we do a very um, specific laid out plan on how we build girls' confidence. And so we wanna make sure that we don't lose that just because of a six minute quarter against one team. And so we wanna make sure that we are going in the jamboree with the mindset to win it, but just with the real goal of playing together, growing a little bit, and continuing on our path of what our end goal is. Well, Coach, uh, I want to thank you for everything the last couple of years, being able to build a relationship with you and being able to follow this basketball team and really just to be a part of the run, be a small part on the part of the run that you guys were on last season. Um, thank you so much for everything, and um, thank you for so much for coming on the podcast, and I look forward to seeing you and the team November 18th. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal, Cliff. We wouldn't be able to do it without guys like you coming and, and cheering these girls on. They know when you guys are in the gym. Um, it's it's hilarious. They, they actually asked today, you know, when, when's Cliff coming? I go, well, he says he's coming today. And when you walk in the gym, you can see that the girls notice you're there. Um, the girls notice when all of these these anchors and these news anchors are coming. And, and they love to give you guys a bunch, a bunch of uh, heck every time they see you. Because that's what type of environment we run here. We want to have a bunch of fun. And we call it focused fun, right? Controlled chaos a lot of times. But the girls appreciate every ounce of what is given to them and and that's what we want to instill in them nothing is nothing is um nothing is promised right we don't nobody's promised to come watch you play play for reasons that you can control but boy it's really really nice when the stands are full (sighs) oh man Thank you, Coach. No, I appreciate that. You know, I enjoy every single minute of doing this and, you know, watching your, you guys, LeBlanc, Central, everybody. I enjoy watching you all. It's a pleasure to do this. It's a pleasure to watch you guys all. And um, it's just a pleasure to watch you guys perform. Thank you so much, Coach. We'll see you November 18th. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Cliff. I did mention that earlier in the episode that the Cardinals do return three starters. Two of them had the opportunity to join me on the podcast. That's Kelsey Johnson and Peyton Anderson. They are two of the seniors who have played since their freshman year, and both of them want their season to end on the top of the Class 4 Summit. Again, both of them took the time to talk with me on the podcast to talk about the upcoming season. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Cliff Dose Podcast. We are continuing our 2022-23 high school basketball previews here on the south side of St. Joseph with the Benton Lady Cardinals. And we are here with two of the seniors, Peyton Anderson and Kelsey Johnson. Ladies, welcome back. Hey, Cliff. <laughs> Ladies, um, can you just, um, first of all, I just want to, um, you know, just talk about, you know, the ride that this, that this has been like the last couple of years. Um, last two seasons, two final four berths, um, you know, a little bit closer to the goal than, la- than the season before that. Can you just talk about what the last couple of years has been like for you guys? The last two years, we've been working super hard in the gym, and this year we want to do better, and we want to get a ring on our fingers. So we got to push even harder this year. We've been working extra hard, so... There's a lot of good team chemistry, so I feel like that's really going to lead us to be successful in the end. Well, I think Kelsey just mentioned it there, you know, getting the ring on the finger. You know, this year, you know, it's a it's a realistic possibility. You know, there's still lots of pieces back on this team. What do you both feel like, you know, what needs to be different from the last couple of years if you guys are going to put a ring on your finger? <laughs> um, honestly, just hard work and practice is really going to do it for us. Um Sometimes we struggle to stay focused, but we, we do need to zone in and know, just remember our goals for the end of the year. Yep. Uh, Kel- Kelsey, um, relay. Um, Kelsey is 100% agrees with that message there. So, um, so a couple, you know, obviously, you know, a couple big losses on the team, you know, Jada and Lauren and um, Peyton, Olivia Walters, you know, those girls are gone now. Um, how do you guys have been, how do you guys are, how do you guys been filling those voids there, not only in practice, but on the court? Well, we've been changing up positions a little bit. We have to play more than one. And I mean, I think we're going to miss them a lot this year, but we'll be fine. We got this. I think me and Kelsey have taken on a big leadership role being the seniors and having a lot of experience the past two years obviously been to state a couple times we know how it we know how much work it takes to get it done and we plan on just leading the way but I want to ask you ladies this obviously you know last year was a very very successful year for St. Joseph Missouri girls basketball I just want to get your guys' thoughts on just the overall um, girls basketball scene here in town well, I mean, I think the crowd helps a lot. Any game in St. Joe, there's always packed house, always a whole bunch of people there watching, and I think that helps bring us a lot of energy, and the team start playing much harder. So I think that makes a huge impact. Yeah, totally. And then, um, you know, ladies, your last jamboree, you know, Friday, uh, November the 18th, you know, um, last one of your guys' careers. Just talk about, you know, how much that means to you guys um, playing against, you know, three other teams but you know you guys have a lot of friends on those teams also Mm -hmm. yeah I mean we've gotten a lot closer this year with some of the girls on the other teams but we're still gonna go out there and play our hardest so yeah should be a fun one (laughs) all righty thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast um thank you guys for allowing me just a small part of being a part of all of this and um we will see you guys on November the 18th at the Jamboree oh yeah thanks Cliff (laughs) sounds good thanks In Jared Boone's first season at his alma mater, the Benton boys went 18-8 and and took second place in a district ultimately competitive game against Lafayette. And quite possibly one of the best high school environments that myself and most others have been in probably in our entire careers. Even though they lose uh, program standouts like Kaysen Mose, Alan Coy, and Carson Newland, who brought so much to the program, they do return three starters in Denver Doman, Car- Carson Schmidt, and Miles Bacali. Coach Jared Boone took some time earlier this week to talk his Benton boys heading in to the new season. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, continuing our preseason 2022-23 basketball previews on the Benton Cardinals. This time, we are with boys coach Jared Boone. Coach, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, always a pleasure to be on, uh, Clifton. Well, Coach, um, you know it's a pleasure to have you back on as well. Um, coach, we're getting ready for another season here. Let's um, how's the how's the first several days of practice been going? How's the energy been like? Been really, really good. Um, we've had a good good start to the season we've had a comp uh, the uh, competitiveness has been there the intensity has been there boys are playing hard we're getting through stuff the stuff that we need to be getting through um and i can see it's getting better every day which is what you want to see well last season you know let's talk about last season before we talk about this season last season 18 and 10 um really did some great things last season your your first season back with your alma mater um you know made it to the district championship game we'll get more into that here in just a minute but can you just talk about really um what year one is what year one being back at your alma mater has been like oh it's been a dream come true um you know i've said several times that this was always my dream job was to come back and you know lead lead my high school and lead the program that i you know i played four years in and um, you know, last year couldn't have went any better for us. Well, it could have went a little better, but, uh, you know, it was a good first start or a good stepping stone to uh, my tenure here. Um, you know, those guys really bought in. Uh, the seniors that I had, uh, Allen, Kaysen, Carson, and even Cade, you know, they, they accepted me from day one and they bought in uh, to what I was selling. And, uh, you know, it really helped us, you know, have the season that we had last year. You know, despite the result of the district championship game, I still I've had several people ask me, you know, what was your favorite game to cover? I said my favorite game by far was Benton versus Lafayette district championship game on the south side of St. Joseph. You know, just the atmosphere, you know, of what that was like. Can you just um, talk about, you know, game result aside, can you just talk about what that atmosphere was like? Oh, I mean, that that's atmosphere was phenomenal i mean there, there were people lined up by the time school got out uh that day to get into the game um i've seen several pictures of the line being all the way down the length of the parking lot um and just you know just to be to have that environment for for these kids from both schools i mean that's just that's something that you know some of them might not ever get to experience again um and so it was just cool you know it gives them something to talk about for years to come Oh, absolutely. You know, I'll be definitely be talking about it. I, I had a blast that night. That, that, this, games like that are the reason why I love doing this. But, um, you know, you talked about those seniors from last season. You talked about Kaysen and Allen and, um, you know, just the impact that they've left. Can you just talk about in your, in your, just the impact that they left? Oh, man, their, their impact was huge. Um, and, you know, early on we noticed uh, the difference of them not being here you know, with Allen and Kaysen being able to space the floor shooting and, um, you know, Kaysen's presence on the inside as well and being an, an explosive athlete. Um, you know, Allen being a big body down there to help us on the boards and just someone that can stretch the floor. And, you know, the 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 unsung hero of the group and Carson Newland just from a leadership standpoint and, uh, you know, being our trigger man in our transition and being the guy that can get us organized and under control, knowing where to go with the ball, who to get the ball to at certain times, um, and then being another good defender for us out there on the perimeter. Um, and then Kate Gehring was another senior. He didn't play a whole lot for us last year, but just his attitude, effort, um, positivity, energy level every day, 
uh, coming into practice. You know, I mean, th those four guys there, I mean, they were huge to our success. And early on, they were missed, you know. I mean, we had those shoes to fill. And got, the boys now have done a good job stepping up and filling those roles. Let's talk about the 22-23 roster. Obviously, there's still some good pieces left from last season on this team. Could we just talk about, you know, um, on front court-wise, what, what can we expect from you guys this season on the front court? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, we're a little bit smaller than what we were last year, but, I mean, between uh, Denver and uh, Adrian Bird and uh, uh, Carson Smith, you know, those guys kind of taking over the front court duties there, helping us on the glass, then we're on the inside, and Bird and uh, Smith's versatility on the perimeter, being able to play inside and out, that'll help us a lot there. Um, and then backcourt-wise, you know, Zach Smith, who came off the bench last year, he moves into a starting role. And then obviously we'll return Miles Bichali, who was started as a freshman and was a, you know, all-conference, all-district, all-city uh, player for us. So, you know, just having those guys there um, and building their chemistry, um, those guys having some familiarity with each other, um, has helped, you know, especially some of these new faces that we're plugging in. But now we got the we got the jamboree. I can't believe we got the jamboree coming up already. Boys, November seventeenth at Bishop LeBlond. Um, you know, can you just talk about you know just um, what this jamboree means, you know, to these kids? Well, jamboree means everything to the kids, you know, especially the seniors. You know, the, all the seniors in the city they want to go out their senior year saying they won the city jamboree. Um, I like it because it gives me a chance to really see and evaluate where we're at, you know, going against yourself for basically two and a half weeks before you actually get into playing games. You know, you kind of kind of really get, can't really get a good gauge sometimes as to uh, where you're at, if you're really doing things right, if, you know, things, if your team's where they should be in certain areas. Um, so the Jamboree gives you a chance to do that. Um, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in going out and winning it, honestly, because we play those three teams that we're going to face in the Jamboree in the regular season, and I'd rather win those games. Absolutely, absolutely. Regular season. So, um, Coach, um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be able to follow this program last season, you know, watching some great kids go out there and perform. And um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again, and I'm looking forward to um, following you guys again this season. Of course. Thanks for having me, Cliff. Anytime, man. Alrighty, that will do it for tonight's edition of the Post-it Notes. I want to thank Kelsey Johnson, Camden Bennett, Coach Kevin Bristol, Peyton Anderson, Kinley Bowley, Bitten Coach Chris Michaels, Girls Coach Chris Michaels, and Bitten Boys Coach Jared for joining the show. Now, tomorrow night, we are going to have another 2022-23 high school basketball preseason preview as we preview the Lafayette Fighting Irish Boys and Girls. Be on the lookout for that tomorrow night. And also tomorrow night, we are also going to be releasing a Post-it Notes episode, which will have your previews of all the district championship games and 11-man football and district semifinal games and 8-man football. With that in mind, that will do it for tonight's edition of the podcast. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday night, and we will see you Thursday night for another edition of the Post-it Notes.